Mood.tv Sweet, sweet listeners, we got another tasty, tasty treat for you all this week with what will be our first foray into the Twitchverse. Our guest today is H, an Animal Crossing Treasure Island giveaway streamer who not only hosts these giveaways, but also serenades the viewers with live music as well, covers, originals, and fingerstyle guitar. Welcome to Let Me Ask You a Question, H. Howdy. What's up? Oh, you know, a little this, a little that. Love, love having you here, and uh, we got we got some of the regulars too. We got EJ five thousand. Ahoy, hoy, howdy, as well, as well, yeah. And we got the Greg man. <laughs> Continuing the streak of being on the show. We love having you here. It's so nice. It's, like, it's starting to feel like the old days. Oh yeah. Well, you know, work's starting to come down a little bit, and uh, I'm here. I'm not missing it. I love that. I don't like how the guy from Texas didn't say howdy. Come on, Greg. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I am a New York transplant in Texas. Not for nothing, but uh, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Gotta remember your roots, man. Exactly. <laughs> well, I have prepared a question for this week. Let me ask you a question. And the question goes a little something like this. How much time elapses before looking becomes staring? Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I only ask, and I'll, I'll share this a little bit later, but I met somebody that gave me a wild Wild answer. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to share that. But anyways, right off right off the bat, when does looking become staring? I think it becomes staring once they notice. But, okay. But any, but any amount of time can elapse before then. Yeah, yeah. You can you can spend as long as long as you want. Until they notice, then then you're fucked. <laughs> I guess that's definitely true. As long as they're not, you know, paying attention, then they're just respectfully looking. Yeah, I like the respectfully looking. That could be your answer when they catch you. Does it have to be at somebody, though? I mean, like, you could stare at a lake. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can look at a ficus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the ficus is not going to care. I think there's, uh, well, actually, do you have different amounts of time for that? What I was thinking, actually, is the intention. I was going to say the same thing. Because sometimes I'll zone out, and I'm technically, I think, staring and especially when we're talking about a person. So I'm zoned out. I'm not actually staring at the person, but because I'm in another place, they see me looking at them and then they think that I'm staring. Like I remember when I was living in New York, I used to do it on the subway. I would just zone out and then I come back to life and then I would notice the person was feeling awkward because I was like grilling them or <laughs> I don't usually have a mean face. So I was just like lost in this person. And then I usually got stared at as well. Some weird looks back. We ever called out about it? Not, not like, hey, quit staring. But like, you know, or that that lady had a deep voice. But you know, like, <laughs> definitely they would notice and be awkward and and physically show me that they were not happy about it. To give you the shoulder shrug, like, <laughs> all right. I mean, I think you're right. I think yes, intentionality is something here. But how how long are you kind of? comfortable doing it <laughs> i'll take the different route i'll go with like especially when i was in new york I'm, I'm a people watcher so i do like to like look around what's going on i also like to always say i keep my head on a swivel it's like i like to know what's going on around me and so like i'll look at almost everybody like to a degree when i'm like walking especially if we're walking like past each other i have a glance and i i, I think though it, it is kind of uh, agreeing with h it's like i look at them and i'm just just to notice what's going on but if, if it's like that moment where you both look and you hit like at the same time, mm -hmm. I think it's immediately staring like right there. 
because then it's just like you you're we're looking directly we're gazing into each other's eyes mm. even if it was like i was just looking and then i immediately do like you know the downward up oops caught busted is it weirder to to keep staring or just look away quickly like wasn't doing nothing that's my question i think it's weirder to do the look away but i feel like you risk more confrontation if you just decide you know what i'm just gonna go with it because depending on on who you end up locking eyes with you you know sometimes if if it's the crazy sitting there (laughs) you know just sitting there walking around yelling at stuff and he just happens to see me looking at him when when i just happen to look at him you know you don't want that so if i keep staring at the crazy when that happens he's gonna probably divert his crazy to me yeah so the look away i'd rather feel awkward and know that he's still looking at me even though i'm like oh look at the windows on that building over there <laughs> there are some people you definitely regret that you locked eyes with you just accidentally are scanning the room and they might be looking at you at the same time and this it's, it's almost immediate yeah. when, that, when that happens. i will do the quaint head nod though if i get caught mm. and usually that is enough to um to kind of deflect any any creepiness or anything they're just like they just say me and i'm like mm. How you doing? Mm. I don't actually say it, but because this is an audio medium, I, I feel like I had to there. Well, not, let's not let's not uh, forget that a look is just as creepy as a stare, depending on what you're looking at. Like you can, I think a look look implies that we're moving our gaze, while a stare implies we're focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking someone up and down, that could be uh, you know, it's I could be I could be yeah. looking at different parts of a person and it still be uh, you know, du- dubious or, or perceived as such. Yeah, I mean, you could shoot somebody a glance, and, 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 and in that span of time, you could definitely say a lot of things without saying words. No doubt about that. But we're talking about specifically the stare. The stare... Yeah, the stare. I agree with H, too. The stare is... It can be a, a split second if the other person meets your eyes at the same time, and or sometimes you're not staring at the face. Sometimes, you know, you're staring at another part of a person. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> well, sometimes you're looking at the the t-shirt someone's wearing or perhaps the <laughs> shoes or their ass. Or you know. <laughs> and so that can be noticed. Uh and that way then, yeah, immediately if I notice that they notice that I'm looking at whatever part of them, that that nod doesn't usually come across unless the thing that you're staring at is obvious. Like, oh, I was staring at that person's bag. <laughs> Nice bag with that head nod. Oh, see, but you can you can totally play it off though, because I've done that too, where I'm like, I just maybe got caught looking at something, but then I'm like, I I notice something in the general vicinity of where I'm looking, whether it be like maybe it's a a sports team or something. I'm like, yeah, go Yankees or whatever. It is. <laughs> and you can like totally deflect. I don't know if you guys are are uh, familiar with like TikTok stuff, but um, girls have started like putting phones in their back pockets and like record it while they're walking around oh interesting so if there's physical like if there's verifiable evidence <laughs> of people of you staring at them what do you say about that i think you just wave at the phone if you notice it h how does this affect your original proposition <laughs> you're not staring <laughs> unless you're caught well i'll just do like a bunch of look arounds <laughs> <laughs> Your head's constantly bobbing around. Yep, yep, that's me whenever I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, to, to ask you another question, H, when you, uh, because I, I do love the, the the proposition of it ain't staring if you aren't caught staring. Uh, and so I'm kind of, I'm wondering, is there a certain amount of time, though, before even for you, it gets to be like, 
I need to look, I can't hold this. Like, I feel like something is wrong. <laughs> even if you're not looking at anything wrong, even if it's just the person, you know, you're not like looking at an ass or something. You're just looking at them like in a very nonchalant way, but you are just looking at them. Is there, do you start to hear the clock ticking after a certain amount of time or do you never hear the clock? I think I can just fix my gaze on something and then just zone out. And if somebody asks me about it, I'll be like, oh, sorry, dude. It was, it was, <laughs> oh, that's kind of the EJ approach. Yeah, I space out all the time. I feel like it's less of an approach. It's just a, yeah, it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. Because you know, I'm a thinker, as Anthony said on the last episode, and uh, off it, it'd be really strange if like I'm in public and I'm just like, I, I got to think, I'm going to close my eyes. Like, no, I, I leave them open, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Inevitably, like my eyes are going to be somewhere and usually they're not darting around like crazy. So you're you're looking somewhere. Yeah. Huh. But you kind of you're you're you zone out a good deal, though. Like you're you end up looking at people a lot. That's what I'm wondering. This is a different time and place, of course. But yeah, whenever I was, you know, on again, subway is a perfect place for that because you don't really you're not you like Greg said, you'll check everybody out to make sure the room is safe or what have you or whatever that is paranoid in our brains, (laughs) fight or flight response. But then I am going to take that time to think about stuff, you know, or I'm thinking pre phone times, too, because now it's like, oh, I just look at my phone and then I could zone out looking at my phone, not actually having to look anywhere. But before that, you would often just stare at something or someone or even if it's like uh like that old uh, performing trick where if you want to make eye contact with people, you just stare at the back of the room. Even if I'm like trying to stare out the window, you're going to be in someone's eye yeah. or, you know, your, your gaze is going to meet someone eventually if there's people around. So interesting. Well, I, I was uh, so I was at I was at a party once and uh, this girl says to me, she says, when I ask her this question, she says, 43 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so specific super specific and she didn't really even think it seemed like something she had prepared uh and but it kind of blew my mind i and i guess what's interesting about how this conversation is going is i think i'm just as as is usually the case i'm just so much more paranoid i am so so paranoid about that kind of stuff so i i feel as though i'm always kind of purposefully averting my my gaze on the subway. I'm like very meticulous about not looking at people because I don't want to freak them out. Did you put her to the test? I mean, 43 seconds, you should have just silently looked at her for 43 seconds. <laughs> I'm sure she would have been fine. She would have been like, whoa, whoa, back up, buddy. That's really long. I was thinking as producer of putting 43 seconds of silence in, but that is a long ass time. 43 seconds is a huge amount of time because when you're talking in stare time, that's that's minutes. Every second seems like a minute to me in stare time when you're when you're looking at somebody like so if I am looking at somebody, if I'm sitting on the subway and I happen to start looking at somebody, I immediately hear the clock. I, I hear the clock and I and I and I think I have to I can't look away. It feels like something I feel like guilty, but I feel like maybe I shouldn't feel guilty. Maybe this is like my little psych, psychoanalysis session where I, I don't know why I feel guilty about that. It is, but I do think it all does come down to the kind of the zoning out and in, in at least three of the four cases here, just because 
the time and the time range though in that zone out can be anything like it could be 43 seconds where you're zoned out for 43 seconds and then all of a sudden you realize but you could also like zone out for a very short amount of time and realize you're like oh shit i'm now staring at this person i should stop (laughs) and i mean obviously if it's a shorter time you can kind of get away from it versus the long time but it's totally dependent on where your brain's at and and the zoning that that is happening yeah and in the in the the reciprocal situation how 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 long did it take before you feel stared at when somebody's looking at you? Like if you lock eyes with someone and <laughs> you've noticed that they've been looking at you, just locking eyes for more than like three seconds without saying anything. I think that's that's when you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be saying fuck immediately. I, I think it would just be almost immediate that I would like if I see that somebody is looking at me. I don't think there's any gap. I think you would hope that you get that they divert like you would yeah. once they're noticed. And when they don't, then you're like, okay, they're they're staring at me. That's immediate staring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the version of the eyes kind of is their tell. It's like, ah, they were staring. Yeah. Another uh, another question kind of um, tangentially related, though, is if when you if you do lock eyes with perhaps somebody that you find attractive, do you do you keep it going? Do you keep the party going, or do you avert? I ain't got to read the room. Yeah, I think it depends. Okay, I think you can tell like when if somebody if like you know it's it's like a conversation though it's almost especially again not to keep going back to the subway but it's such a place for that occurrence to happen all over the subway. Yeah, but like I think you could tell if somebody catches you immediately whether you should be diverting mm-hmm. or if you can you know have a have a little a, a little looking conversation. <laughs> and then determine whether that can be progressed to an actual conversation. Yeah. Okay. I guess what I'm, uh, this is specifically about the kind of person that you definitely are happy that they are locking eyes upon you and you're happy to be returning the lock. But do you, if you say you're not going to have a conversation, you're not planning on having a conversation, do you still hold the gaze or who breaks first? Do you like just double down and keep, keep looking? I think if this was like a party situation, right? Mm-hmm. You just look at them and then just kind of like raise an eyebrow and just keep drinking your drink and just keep going. Ooh, raise the eyebrow. I I usually just out of probably weird built-in fear, if I notice that look is coming at me, I usually acknowledge it, then look away at first, kind of in a shy manner because I, I am to a certain degree. And then I usually return it then. Then I usually go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have a little bit of eye flirting, you know, and then that person usually will do the same thing. And then you look away and then you look at them (laughs) to see if they're looking at you. You know, it's usually a a, a reportee, or however you say that word, of of back and forths of starings, uh, which is kind of neat. Yeah. This podcast turns into like how to flirt 101. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say. You go a couple inches below the eyes after those first couple back and forth and you see what the mouth is doing. If there's oh, like, you know, oh. the little, oh. the little, the little <laughs> smile that comes in after the, the first three back and forths of looking away and looking back. Now, now you're progressing. Like, that's what I mean. That's the natural progression towards you keep progressing actual conversation downward. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you were like, <laughs> yes. Hey, you're looking at me. I know where I'm looking next. <laughs> Yeah, I thought each time you look a little bit further and further further down. down. Like the first one is permission. You get the eyes, then you go, all right. And then you do what H does, and then you're looking south, and then you do those eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there is definitely the interplay of like you hold the gaze, you break the gaze, then you hold the gaze again. But I guess I would be weirded out if there was somebody, say I'm on the ride in the subway, and and I find somebody very attractive, 
sitting uh, across the subway and I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and our eyes meet. And at one at this moment, I'm filled with delight and I look away and I look back and notice they never stopped looking. <laughs> and that, I think, would immediately make me uncomfortable. I would immediately regret it. I would have regret there. What's the rest of the face doing, though? Yeah. Got to go south a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if they're like smiling cool if they're like licking their lips or if they're like they're smiling i don't know if they never broke the gaze to begin with and they're smiling it's it just airs a little bit on the side of serial killer ish to me Uh, uh. (laughs) you gotta look away i feel like if you're having a conversation with somebody you can't just look at them you have to look away people that always you ever talk to people that only look at you that never look away it's weird it's super weird i i came from malaysia where eye contact's kind of weird so when i got to this country i People were always looking at my eyes and I'm like, damn, look away. God damn. (laughs) Yeah, that's yes. That's super interesting. I mean, that makes it makes a lot of sense that, of course, it would be cultural how we do the the gazing and how we do Mm -hmm. looking. But I mean, even even for me, it's too much sometimes. Some of these people that are just kind of that don't break it. That's scary to me. So within a typical conversation, do you not look in each other's eyes or how, how does that work? Or like Asian countries, we just kind of like look away and just like keep talking and like look down. It's like kind of like a sign of respect, I think. Still acknowledging though, like there's still some sort of like body language or, or facial expression that's acknowledging. Yeah. Do the eyes ever come back up? Is it casual? Does it like every once in a while or is it pretty much no? I think every once in a while. It's like I think when you're talking to someone, you, you look away. But then when they're talking, you look at them. Hmm. Huh. Because I would think that yeah, we mostly do keep eye contact, but like you, like Anthony, I think was implying that you do look away every once in a while. And I know, like, there's a lot of hand stuff. Not everybody talks with their hands, but that's like an easy way of doing that. Like, you express yourself, you use your hands, and you can kind of look at your hand, and then you can go back to the to the person. But yeah, I completely agree. If someone's like constantly staring at you, but if you're conversating, usually if you're the one delivering the talk, then your eyes are averting too right like you're you're the one talking and so you're able to look to the side to kind of express yourself while the other person might be staring at you which kind of brought it back anthony to what you're saying where if i'm staring at somebody on the subway too and i'm not looking at a feature of said person sometimes i'm looking at what the person's doing and so i'm kind of looking at them as a whole yeah and i feel like that's a different situation yeah i would agree i would agree with that well i think we should take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll chat a little bit more about all this. Actually, we have a write-in, too. Maybe we'll do a little write-in. But untraditionally, on this this episode, and the first time ever in Lamayak history, on our 211th episode, instead of cutting to a song, we're going to have H play a song for us. Woo! Hell yeah. Uh, sounds good, right? That does sound good. Sun shines on through the face of June, laced with the grace of swing. Sip, seal, embrace that familiar sin. Sodden eyes 
Just look so dangerous. Show you twice, show me downright worse. And take me, got you around the floor. I'll make you clear, leave you wanting. Thank you. Lamayak first. Thank you. Yeah, Lamayak first. So H, tell us about what you played. Is that a, is that an original tune? I assume. Yeah, it is an original. Um, I wrote it with my band, but, so it sounds a lot better with a with a full band playing it. But we haven't really uh, recorded anything much because um, one of my my band member, my bassist, is over in Rochester, New York, and I'm here in in, in Virginia, and then my uh, my guitarist is over in Alexandria. So it's like we're all over the place. So it's been really hard to record. What's the name of the project that you guys are going to be recording under? Uh, the name of the band? Yeah. Okay, it's it's called Burgundy Blues. I like it. So it's like uh, the colors, but a little bit misspelled. And there's <laughs> we never play blues. I just thought it was a, a cool band name. Cool. <laughs> what was the name of that tune for the listeners to... Uh, show me with no spaces. <laughs> that, was, that was absolutely lovely, amazing, great playing, great pipes, man. Really great pipes. Yeah, yeah that sounded fantastic. Thank you, thank you. And so thank you again for uh, a Lomayak first. Let me ask you a question first. The first live performance. So thank you so much. That's super cool. Ah. Now uh, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while, but we had a write-in. Yeah. Uh, from uh, one of you Lamayakers. Hell yeah. I don't know. We don't have a name for those folks yet, but <laughs> let's, let's, we're, uh, Greg, a man? Yeah, this is actually from uh, my, my good buddy, longtime listener, uh, Chris. Um, yeah, so hello, Lamayak. Big fan, first time, long time. 
I have a question for you guys. If you wouldn't mind tickling my digital fancy, which I know Anthony would love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here's a question. When somebody calls you the wrong name in passing, do you correct them? Uh, the backstory is at Chris's local bagel place. He's weirdly buddy-buddy with one of the workers there. Uh, a few weeks back, he called him Corey, but his name is Chris. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm only there once or twice a month. Would would you have corrected him knowing that in the future he might uh, have receipt in hand that proves him wrong? Or would you just uh, do what he did and nod and go with it? knowing everything in life is meaningless anyway. <laughs> I bet dollars to donuts that even if that fellow was holding the receipt, they wouldn't know they made the mistake to begin with. <laughs> that is how people are, I think. However, I will say that usually, yes, it's circumstantial, but I'm going to say nine times out of 10, I will immediately correct people because it happens to, it used to happen to me a lot where people would call me Andrew. People would always hear Andrew somehow. Hmm. And so I would get that all the time and I would just immediately have because it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. If you don't do it immediately, it makes you look it makes you appear kind of weaker and weaker, because if you're going to be dealing with them for a long time, you can't correct them a month later. It, 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 it's it's you, you, you get no it's not even about respect. It would just be weird. It would seem so bizarre. I mean, like I have one of the I have a, a very Malaysian name, so it's like very unique. And there's a certain way how to pronounce it, but people keep mispronouncing it. So I just like shorten my name to just H. Just fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. As long as it works. Uh, Audrey, my girlfriend, her name is Audrey, but she gets Aubrey all the time. And it's kind of a thing. And some people seem like you guys are saying, they'll be like, they'll just continue to say it wrong, even though she's corrected them. They just get those two confused and then they also don't give a shit like you were saying, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's more fun to just not correct them because then later on the line, you know, somebody will be like, oh, do you see what Aubrey did? Who? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Yeah. People mess up EJ all the time. It's always AJ. And so I'm usually like EJ. And then I and I have to continually do it. But I, I'm so bad with names that I forgive it immediately. I just, I'm just immediately like, let's hear this. It's e e EJ again. It's like when my, my, my guitar teacher, I, I swear he doesn't know my, how to pronounce my name. So he always just goes like, dude, yo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's two things that at play here because one, one half of this is that people are just shitty at like, at, at, remembering the name to begin with. Like a lot of people don't take it upon themselves to really learn somebody's name when they meet them. So that's already working against them. And then the second part of that is a lot of people do genuinely just fear saying their name wrong because it's such a personal, it's a very personal thing. Like your name is, uh, is part and part of who you are. And so if you're their first foot forward is to immediately fuck up who they are in some sense, that's a bad scene. So uh, it, those two combined, though, I think make for many of the mistakes that we have around this kind of stuff. But that's why, again, I just I feel like I have to. I feel like I just have to immediately get in there. I don't I don't I don't let it ride only because it's it, it'll, because it'll make me feel weird, weird later <laughs> if I do that. That's all <laughs> I float on both sides of this one. Because uh, being a Greg, and I have now met Gregs and Craigs, um, and we have all come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter what you say to somebody, 
most times they immediately guess or say the opposite. So I thought it was always just like, I would say, Hey, I'm Greg. And they're like, Oh, Craig. And I'm like, no, Greg. And then I met Craig's who were like, no, I always say I'm Craig. And they're like, Oh, Greg. And they're like, mm. no, Craig. And it seems like that no matter what, it's just, that's always the way it is. So if it's a, for me, if it's a Greg Craig issue, I correct immediately. Cause I'm like, I am not Craig. My name is not spelled like Craig. It is not said like Craig. And I pretty sure I put a nice guttural g when I said Greg to you, but that's fine. Greg. Craigery. But then on the other side, if it's way off, like I've gotten Gary before. Oh man, I wish you were Gary. <laughs> I just go for those. And like I almost I almost remember the interactions more than whether I know that person's name or not. Like, especially in like uh, Chris's example of like the guy working at the bagel store. I had a bodega near me in Brooklyn when I was there that they had a name for me. And I, I forget what it is now, but I just went with it. And I almost took it as like, I would remember that that's my interaction there. So that's my character now when I go into that bodega or when I when I interact with this person, like they know me as Gary. So I am just Gary when I'm talking with them because like, <laughs> for me and i think this goes a little bit against what you're saying anthony but like i know i'll never interact with that person outside of the situation i am in every single time so if they want to remember me as gary and that means i get my food order correct or like whatever because it's gary's order yeah go for it i'm gary is gary more of an asshole um <laughs> you just have different personas with different names i don't think so but like i do like i will like remember i'm like okay i'm i got i get to be gary when i go in here so i can kind of like i have a little bit more freedom for myself i don't have to i'm because if, again, like, like H said, if they're like, hey, Gary, I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm not Gary, like in a bad situation. But in like any other situation, I'm like, yeah, what's up? It's me, Gary. What's happening? <laughs> there was a time in my life uh, on one of the tours that I did where we went out a couple times and it's like a bunch of actors. So, of course, they had this idea of everybody kind of having pseudonyms and having, you know, a character for the evening. And mine was always Glenn Gold. <laughs> nice. And I would introduce myself as Glenn Gold, and I would have a nice little conversation as Glenn Gold. Glenn Gold was a real asshole, it turns out. <laughs> Glenn Gold was really cutting loose. They say that like whenever you use somebody's name, it creates a bond of intimacy, which I think is really interesting. And so and you know, not not like a, a weird intimacy, but it just it shows trust and it shows that you you're showing the other person that you remember them. And the more that you use their name, the more that you're kind of instilling that trust. Absolutely. Which is like super interesting. So I wonder how that that translates with nicknames because I know when I was younger or the three of us were younger for sure, we would give people nicknames. And I found that as a way of, of, of that, of creating an intimacy with that person because then I was able to say like, oh, that's uh, Ricky, for instance. We we. <laughs> Dan Bossman, when we gave him the name Ricky with an eye. but that wasn't a way to exclude who he was or to ignore who he was it was more of a way to internalize who he was so that I could identify but I could see in certain ways people would find that uh, as demeaning it, it does seem terrible now in retrospect to me but it does but I could take you down that path and tell you that his mom started calling him Ricky that seems, that seems the icing on the cake of it being horrible. Well, no, it, it, but it also doesn't help that we had, I think, four, at least three, possibly four Dans in like my little in that little friend group. Yeah, sure. So it's like when you know, and and then it got to the point where there was no more dance. Like it was, it was Scavone, Germs, Danucci, and Ricky. <laughs> like there was not a single Dan in the group, even though we had four. Of them. <laughs> to go to go back though, just to take a step back, just two nicknames. Uh, how fast will you call somebody by a nickname now in life? Do you ever go right for the, like, sometimes I meet people and they will, they will start calling me aunt 
immediately. <laughs> which, but you know what? What's funny is that it, it happens so few and far between that whenever it does happen, I always it like releases oxytocin in my head, and I feel very comfortable around those people because my basically only my family, very close people will call me that. But people generally do not. So if I'm like working on a gig and the choreographer starts calling me Ant, I'm always I always think, oh, that's nice. That's kind of nice. I like that. But does Ant count as a nickname because it's a truncated form of your real name? It's not like they're calling you like, hey, Periwinkle. I'm not not to say you know. It's like yes. it's a little bit different than a nickname. It's like calling Greg Greg. His name's not Greg. It's Gregory. Yeah, you know. But we call him Greg. It's a little different. It just happens so rarely. Although nobody ever ever uh, supposes. That I'm a Tony. Like, there's nobody that goes right to Tony when they talk to me. Nah, you don't look like a I Tony. I don't seem like a Tony. I'm not Tony-ish. Well, I mean, we have the EJ, which it, it it's only because of this podcast is the only reason he gets to thank me still calling him EJ. Um, but then again, at the same time, I still refer to him as hair. Because back in high school, we called him the hair. Because <laughs> uh, you might not notice it for, from images now, but he used to have <laughs> some big hair. He used to have hair. <laughs> <laughs> so how fast do you ever... Do you ever jump right into a nickname with people? How do you know when nicknames are okay? I think that it's like with with uh, Twitch streaming, everyone has like a handle, right? Oh, sure. Mm. Everyone's names is different. Like I, I, this person might be, um, I don't know, a random name, Karen, but then she goes by Bean. Mm. She'll tell me that her name's Karen, but then it's like, which one do you call? I, I just go with the, the handle rather than anything yeah yeah that's interesting the nickname there is self-imposed too but is it more normal to go with the handle because of because of the community is it more respected to go with the handle it's kind of weird because sometimes people put their nicknames as like uh ugly rat or (laughs) (laughs) stupid bitch like (laughs) come dumpster (laughs) hey yo bitch thank you for following bitch (laughs) thanks for the five bucks bitch Maybe they do it so you have to say it. Do you always have to shout out when you get when when they throw like a little cast your way? Do you usually say them particularly? I'll, I'll like find clever ways to like uh, call them. So it might be like stupid bitch. I'll call them itch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something that I'm really curious about, about, you know, if you're in the in the Internet world, like on Twitch or something or depending on if you watch something live and you have some kind of a handle, I always wonder if the handle denotes a you that's that's more you or is it you know is it like you're really laying out your true self there or do you feel as though it's just a part of you that you want to magnify that's that's really interesting because it's like i i go by h online because uh my name's so unique that it's really easy to dox me there's only so few of me in the united states you know Mm. yeah right so i feel like i'm less of myself but then also like i have the freedom to be myself online yeah it's it's a really weird kind of feeling. Yeah, it's super interesting to me to see if like people are, you know, when you kind of don that name that you're deciding for yourself, because that's something that's so common mm-hmm. now uh, in the Internet world, even your email address. You kind of do get not like I have a weird email address. You kind of do get this opportunity to create this other microcosm of yourself. But I always wonder if like the part that you isolate uh, is in your mind more representing the entirety of you or actually if it's just like you've got this weird part of you and you just want to scratch that itch and maybe it's somewhere in between but it's something i definitely think about a lot yeah i feel like it's probably in between right because 
whenever you're in the society, whenever you're at your job or wherever else, you have these societal structures that dictate who a person is supposed to be. Yeah. And so you already, unless unless you're insane, and we all know those people, you, you have to kind of fit into a mold of a person first before yeah. you can be yourself. It's like when you're with your parents or with your friends, you're different people with different people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's so it's just so interesting because it's so unique in so much as the anonymity that goes on on the Internet. It's like the idea that you really get to you get to curate who that is more than other facets of your life. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be kind of endlessly interesting in, in, in what do people choose to do? Like what what part of them do they choose to focus on or or amplify in the world of the Internet? I had a tough thing I had to deal with with that as far as like playing games and stuff, because, you know, I love the Greg man. I love that nickname. It means a lot to me being when me and EJ made that way back in the day with our buddy John. And it was Mega Man that they, you know, it was like Photoshop first came out and we put my face on it and I became the Greg man. Like my mom calls me <laughs> Greg man. Like it's a thing. And so like for a while though, like on, on video games, I would make my handle like Greg man or the Greg man or whatever. And then I started playing like a couple of MMOs where that was my name and everybody has like these cool names or whatever. And I love that name for me, but they ultimately shorten it. So then people are just calling me Greg and like, I'm almost taking myself Ah, it mm. takes me out of it because then I'm yeah. like, well, that's, that's just me. My immersion. No, <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be Greg here. I want to be the Greg man, but I can't, I can't on, on my, you know, type on my keyboard. Please don't call me Greg, everybody. My name is the Greg man. Uh, oh man. So making me type even more. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> and that's the thing too. Cause then, because then, then people hate you for that. And then I'm like, you know, need them party invites and whatnot. So I can't do that. Ooh, that's hard. But, yeah. Uh, you, you bit yourself. I did. So then went back to Duke lion on uh, PlayStation. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't go wrong with Duke Lion. No. Well, to round that out, thank you, Chili. That's your new nickname for uh, submitting that question to us. Just nicknamed you, brah. <laughs> really appreciate the write-in. Thank you for listening. Oh, I can't wait to refer to him as Chili now. <laughs> we do chat a bunch, and now I am calling Chris Chili. Let us know when his mother refers to him as Chili. That's when, <laughs> that's when you know you succeeded. How about you, Anthony? What do you got? Well, what's the the answer to the question of how long is a stare? I mean, I hear the clock ticking just, just immediately. So I'm going to, I'm going to say maybe a look is always a stare. Ooh, I don't know. Is that the objective answer? No, definitely not the objective answer, but I, I, I only because I really, I, I just, I get so freaked out when I'm sitting on the subway and I, and I'm, and I catch myself looking in somebody's direction, I just, it, it, it's like a loud clock in my head that goes off and I'm like, okay, I've got, especially like if they are an attractive person, you know, like, because there are people that you do want to look at, they're easy on the eyes, right? But you don't want to come off as a creeper. So it, I I would say maybe a second or two seconds, then I have to look away. I just, I get so nervous. Yeah. I feel pretty strongly in saying that 43 seconds is wrong. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that girl, that was unbelievable when she said 43 seconds. Like, not only is it so particular, but that would be a lifetime. That would Way be like long. three hours if you're sitting on the subway. No, what if you 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 look at person for like three seconds and then they catch your 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 look right? You're glancing at them. Do you just keep going? Forty? You count? Keep counting? Forty three seconds? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then if they get pissed at you, you just be like, "What? It hasn't been forty three seconds I'm yet." I'm fine. All right. Legality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Following the fucking rule book. <laughs> yeah, the forty three second rule book. Maybe that's what the world needs. Maybe we all need to look at each other 
a little longer. Probably not, actually. I'm gonna venture- definitely, not, definitely not 43 seconds I'm going to venture to say that that is not true. I think there are probably more people that might uh, take a leaf out of my book of being a little bit more worried about that. But not that that's good either. I don't really know. I think I feel comfortable with my balance. What was your amount of time again? It's it's not an amount of time. That's that's the thing. I, I don't think there is like an amount of time. It's more of the gazing interaction since we've used gaze so much tonight. I just don't stare at that motherfucking lake. I don't even care what that lake thinks. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's right. <laughs> Man, life would get so hard if you had that problem. Like if you really felt that inanimate objects could feel your gaze. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that lake was like too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's a good place to end this. H, thank you so much for coming on our show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed this. This is fun. Thank you so much for that amazing song during our break. And you are hearing another one right now as the show is ending. Thank you very much. Right now. So H, where can people find you on social media and Twitch? And where can people uh, see what you do? I, I'm on, my, my handle is H-I-J-K as in A-I-T-C-H-I-J-K. And uh, people are always surprised by this, by the, those they're like, why? Why do you call yourself that? It, it, it's it's not just like uh, the alphabet, is it? I'm like, well, it is, but it's also my my initials. Huh. Oh. I, I think that's it's really dope. Shit. So I'm on I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube, and I'm on uh, Twitter. And we will of course share those links on our social media as well, so everybody can find you easily if they are driving right now. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> And for our beautiful listeners, you can always text us again. We love getting these right in. So text us at 929-352-6173. Send us an email at letmeaskyouaquestionpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Pod. And you can go to moot.tv. You can check out the other shows. You can buy the swag. You can do all kinds of stuff there. You can nearly get lost on moot.tv. And uh, what else we got, boys? Also, we have a subreddit, so Lamayak Pod on Reddit. And as Anthony did mention, we're on moot.tv. That's the URL to find all the awesome links if you're not on the social media. And also, you can head over to the moot.tv shop where you can buy some really cool stuff. We got mugs, t-shirts, all that. It's the second best way to give to the show, aside from going to any moot.tv post for Lamayak, click on that donate button then you can buy us a cup of coffee join us next time on let, let me ask you a question suds outs on some back country road we were flying high finest wine having ourselves a big and rich time and i was going just as far as she let me go but her evaluation of my cowboy reputation had me begging for salvation all night long. So I took her out, gigging frogs, introduced her to my old burden dog and sang her every Willie Nelson song I could think of. And we made love, and I saddle up my horse, and I ride into the city. I make a lot of noise. And girls, they are so pretty Riding up and down Broadway Oh, my old son, Leroy And the girls say Save the horse, ride a cowboy Everybody says Save the horse, ride a cowboy What, what? Save the horse, ride a cowboy Hell yeah, everybody Save the horse, ride a cowboy
Mood.tv. Take advantage of me. I don't mind. Greg.